if I were to title the message for today, I would say I'm not moved by what I see and the evidence of the consequences of, of faith is overwhelming, right? The evidence of the consequences of faith is overwhelming. Um, we first need to define what faith is. The Bible declares when Paul speaks in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, he says, My speech and my preaching is not done with enticing words of men's wisdom, but it is in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power, so that their faith will not be in the wisdom of God. Sorry, so that their faith will not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Right? So faith is channeled to the power of God. Then we need to find out how faith comes. The Bible declares in Romans 10, 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. So the word of God is so powerful. It gives us the faith that we so need to have so that we can connect with our Father. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, here's the thing. The, when it talks about the sight, sight is one of the five senses that we have. And the senses are connected to our mind, to our brains, right? Our reasoning. So um, we can relate to the world uh, on the basis of our senses. So without the senses, we can relate to the world, right? So faith calls those things that are not as though they are but sight tells us what is so it is as though faith and sight faith and senses are contrary one to the other but that's not the case the sight the sense of sight and the all other senses they make us know what is really happening they make us aware of the surroundings but faith makes us aware of the invisible for example in the beginning when it was dark the senses would see and recognize darkness but it is only faith that can call light into existence faith did not deny the existence of darkness but faith saw the possibility of something greater than darkness to be there so the senses tells us they tell us of what is they make us aware of our current situations but the faith makes us see the invisible because the bible declares the visible things are temporary but the things that are permanent are the things that are invisible so faith channels us to see that which the eye and the sense cannot perceive hence the Bible says eyes have not seen nor ears heard neither has it entered into the hearts of men what God is about to do but it's been revealed unto us by his spirit his spirit is in the faith realm um, the ears and the eyes are on the sight and the hearing those are the senses right so the senses are not good enough to connect us to our father they only link us to the realm of this earth but the realm of God the spiritual realm we access it by faith in the spirit realm praise God so Hebrews 11:1 1 says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen Remember, the title is, I am not moved by what I see, meaning I'm not moved by my senses, but I am moved by what God is saying. 
um, the public declares whose report are you going to believe who has bewitched you in other words you do not have to go by what people are saying by what the nature is showing you if God has said something um, supremacy something over and above what you are seeing eyes have not seen no ears had but it's been revealed unto us by the spirit and God says it shall come to pass in that day that I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh um, and the children shall prophesy young men shall see visions and old men shall dream dreams um, when that day comes the Bible also declares that we shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon us and we shall be witnesses and the day of Pentecost truly came and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they prophesied as the Spirit gave them utterances in other words all that which they said all that which they declared depended on that which the Lord has revealed on that particular hour so they did not speak their mind they were not sensual but they spoke as the Spirit gave them utterance and they spoke the mysteries of God and the Lord was moving on their behalf praise God so faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen and faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord Hebrews 11 verse 6 says it is impossible to please God without faith for he that comes to God must believe that God exists and that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him so when you come to God you must come predetermined that you're coming to the Lord who answers and he answers by fire um, he doesn't take time to answer he answers immediately the issue is in the spirit realm there are opposing forces there are monitoring spirits that are trying to delay that which the Lord has given you as an answer the Lord said to Daniel or rather the angel said to Daniel from the first day you made your petition your answers were sent through us but we were delayed by we were delayed because of the Prince of Persia so there are those monitoring spirits spirits of delay spirit of setbacks and all that that will make it seem like the Lord is not hearing and the Lord is not answering but the devil is a liar immediately after you have prayed and you said amen amen said amen means so be it let it be so even as I have requested the minute you declare amen the Lord is dispatching his angels so even now as you pray today the Lord is dispatched his angels to come at your aid in the name of Jesus Jesus. I am here to tell you that a help is on the way. Do not be moved by what you see, but have your faith in God. The Bible declares that if you have faith and doubt not, not only will you do this which was done to the tree, but you shall also say to the mountain, Be thou removed and be thou thrown into the sea and never come back, and it should obey you. If you have faith and doubt not, it shall happen in the name of Jesus, because faith is the currency that connects us with God we call those things that are not as though they are praise God so the Bible declares faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God and why the Word of God specifically it is because the Word of God will never return void it will accomplish every purpose to which it was sent the Word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword it pierces it cuts it separates the joints from the marrow the Word of God is like manna it is like honey the Word of 
of the Lord is so powerful in such a way that when God speaks it, he says, I hasten my word to perform it. I speak a word and I want it to be performed in the name of Jesus. The Bible declares he sent his word to heal the diseases. When the Lord sent his words, he trusts in all the word that, that the word can do because the word is so powerful, backed up with fire in the name of Jesus. And remember, also in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and he used the power of the word. The, the, the heavens and the earth were not there prior to God creating them. So there was space, right? There was space and God created the heavens and the earth and still the earth was full of space. It was void. There was nothing in it and the Lord had to fill it with the water and the land and everything in it. The evidence of the faith is so overwhelming. The evidence of what the word of God can do is so overwhelming. Science says matter is anything that occupies space, right? And it must occupy space at a particular point in time. And then it must have mass and then it must occupy that space, right? So there are three elements for a matter to exist. It must occupy space. It must exist at a particular point in time. It must have mass. So in the beginning, there was just space and God had to fill the space in the earth with mass. So we see the water occupying space. We see the land occupying space. We see the mountains occupying space. We see everything occupying space. And it, there had to be a timing. That's why the Bible declares in Genesis, in the beginning. So that was the timing to qualify matter and it had to have mass. You can weigh it. You can put it on a scale and get the mass or the weight thereof. So the Lord was so wise even in the beginning, in the beginning of time, beginning of creation, beginning of everything. So you cannot have matter to occupy space and to have mass and not exist in time. You cannot have matter to exist in time, occupy space and not have mass. So all those three elements must happen concurrently. So in the beginning, God created in the midst of space, in the midst of nothingness, the Lord created using nothing but the weight. We read in John chapter one, verse one, the Bible declares in the beginning, there was the weight, the weight was with God, the weight was God, the same was with God in the beginning and all things were made by him and without him was nothing made that was made. Um, the Bible also declares when it talks about the power of God, it says the same earth that he created, the Bible says he sits on the circle of the earth and God declares heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. That's how powerful God is. The Bible also declares the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So the Lord owns everything in the earth, inclusive of the earth itself. That's how powerful God is. That's why when you need something in this earth from God, you need to connect with God and through the power of his word, 
do not begin anything outside the parameters of the word because we see how powerful the word is when we go back again to hebrews 11 it says um faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen by faith we understand that the worlds are framed by the word of god so the whole world would collapse if god would take away his word because the frame structure of the whole earth is on the foundation of the word so if you need anything in you need to begin something be it a business be it a career be it anything begin it with the word don't use the word just for damage control but use the word for damage prevention have the word in the beginning of everything otherwise everything collapses in the absence of the word right so we need the word of the lord in all that we do and all that we have so yeah um let's connect to god using the power vested in the word of god and the bible also declares that god commands the morning on a daily basis we have to wake up on the daily basis the sun must arise on a daily basis you know god says arise and shine for thy light has come and the glory of the lord has risen upon you and the mercies of god are new every morning and even the weeping is there but it says weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning so the overwhelming power of the word of god and what faith can do is so overwhelming so to abraham he is a friend to moses he is the great i am that i am to the israelite he is the passover lamb of deliverance um to ruth he is the kinsman redeemer to shadrach meshach and abednego he is the fourth man in the fire to David, he's the shepherd. To Job, he's the redeemer and restorer. To Lazarus, he's the resurrection and the life. To the Hebrews, he's the consuming fire. In the wilderness, he's the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. To the lepers, he's the chariots of war. In the grave, he's the firstborn from the dead. To the church, he's the, he's the groom. To the prodigal son, he's the father that's raised awaiting the return of his son um, to his surrogate parents Mary and Joseph he is a miracle baby and unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given he is Jesus Christ of Nazareth and the Bible declares or the people declared can anything good come out of Nazareth now the reason why more often than not in the new testament they would say in the name of jesus and not stop there but also say jesus christ of nazareth it is precisely because of that statement that says can anything good come out of nazareth nazareth was a place not known for greatness not known for miracles not known for the move of god not known for supreme things it was a place for humility humble beginnings and all that so when jesus was born and born in nazareth people could not believe <clears throat> 
that um, the Son of God can come out of that place, out of that city. That's, that is one of the things that made it so difficult for them to believe in Jesus even when he was of age because all along they were thinking Nazareth can never produce anything great. So when Peter in Acts chapter 3 at the hour of prayer, when he was speaking to that man who was asking for money, Peter then declared by saying, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk, so that when the miracle happens, they will know that anything good and everything good can emanate from Nazareth if God so desires. So it doesn't matter where your geographical limitations are. The blessing of the Lord is never limited by your positioning, by where you are. You will never be limited. God is able to do exceeding abundant above all we can ever ask or think according to the power that works within us. Where it is that power? It is within us. For greater is he that is in us than the enemy that is in the world. If God is on your side, you are a majority. So use faith. The the evidence is overwhelming of what faith can do. Through faith, God parted the sea and they walked in a dry land. Through faith, the Lord pulled down the walls of Jericho and they could cross over to the other side. Through faith, he said, peace be still and the wind ceased. Through faith he did the impossible. Through faith he fed them in the wilderness with manna. And the manna today never tasted the same as the manna tomorrow. It would feel as though they are eating something different. You know, through faith the Lord raised Lazarus from the dead. Through faith uh, the barren womb of Sarah conceived and Isaac, the promised son, was born. Through faith, he took them out of Egypt into the promised land. Through faith, we see the Lord coming as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Through faith, Daniel, even when he was thrown into the den of lions, they could not eat him, they could not consume him, but he was preserved by the power of the word of God. Through faith, the three Hebrew guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they saw the fourth man in the fire. Through faith, the Lord does the impossible, and the least is endless and endless. Through faith, he said, Son of man, can these dry bones live? And they came into life. Through faith, God can do the impossible. He declared to the tree to be dried up from its roots, and it was dried up immediately through the power of of faith. Through faith we saw Jesus dying on the cross and resurrecting and he is now sitting on the right hand side of the Father. Through faith even when Job lost everything he regained everything twice as much. That is the power of faith. The Lord will never leave you nor forsake you if you trust in him. 
do not just trust on what you see because eyes have not seen what God is capable of. Ears have not heard what God is capable of. All that the mind cannot conceive because it goes beyond our reasoning. God does the impossible and through faith a virgin gave birth. The mind cannot contain that. It doesn't make sense, but it doesn't change the fact that it happened. Um, the prophet in the Old Testament spoke to the servant. He said, in the midst of this drought, in the midst of nothingness, scarcity of water and rain, I declare there shall be rain. Go out and see that faith that um, there's evidence of what I am saying. Because remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Go out and see. I have faith. Go and look for evidence. But that evidence is not for me. I already believe the evidence is for you so that you can be in the same frequency of faith I am in. So the man walked out and he came back with a bad report saying, I do not see any sign of rain. He was told, go out again and give a report. He went out the second time all the way through to the seventh time. On the seventh time, he saw a cloud, a size of a man's hand. He came back to bring the report. The man of God says, now go to Ahab and tell him to go to Jezreel because a mighty rain is coming. If it does not go now, the rain will prevent him from going. So um, he went to Ahab. So here's the thing. Um, the prophet believed in the rain, not because he saw the cloud, but he had faith. Faith is that currency. It is the substance of the things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So the sign, the cloud, was not for the prophet. It was for the servant to believe. So that when he's eventually sent to Ahab with the message that rain is coming, he would know what he's talking about. But the man of God had had faith and his faith was rewarded. The woman with the issue of blood who was bleeding for years, she believed in her heart by faith that if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I would be made whole. Now, all I needed to do today is to, for a moment, forget about what you have seen, what you have heard, the negative report and all of those things, and just connect to God by faith. Go to the Word of God and find His promises, for His promises are yes and amen. When He speaks in His Word, His intention is to fulfill in the name of Jesus. Connect to God and have faith in God. Don't have faith in people, but have faith in God. People have failed you, yes, but have faith in God. He is able to do exceeding abundant above all we can ever ask or think according to the power that works within us. Connect to Him by the power of His spoken word, and He will honor it because God honors faith. Faith causes the impossible. Faith sees things that are beyond our earthly reality. Faith sees what God can do. Our eyes, they can only see what has been done, but our faith will see what can still be done, right? So it is not over till God says it's over. Um, Lazarus died, so our senses, our eyes can see the death, our ears are hearing the bad news, but guess what? There is something beyond our senses. It is called faith. 
And what happened? Jesus said, Lazarus, our friend, is asleep. Remember, he was dead already, but Jesus says he's sleeping because what is dead to you through your senses, it is alive and asleep to God by faith. So when God is reacting, when Jesus is responding to the situation, he is not responding on the basis of the senses, but he is responding on the basis of faith. That Lazarus, as much as you are saying he is dead, I call him asleep because your senses will tell you and show you what is. But faith will call the things that are not in the physical realm but in the spiritual realm as though they already are in the physical realm. And guess what? They will align. They have no choice but to align to what God is saying. Remember all the prophecies that were made in the Old Testament in the New Testament, they were fulfilled, and some were fulfilled already in the Old, but now I'm focused more on the prophecies that happened in the New Testament. And when it all happened, they would say, this is happening to fulfill that which was prophesied, saying, I'll pour my spirit, and sons and daughters will prophesy, and so forth. So prophecies, the word of God, that which he spoke, if he speaks it, things will have to align. Things will happen to fulfill that which was spoken by God. Because God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man to change his mind. As a matter of fact, if you walk in faith, all the senses are saying, all the senses are exposing you to, they are nothing but the truth. But if you walk in faith, after the Lord has honored your faith, it would be as though the senses were lying. Because in the beginning it was dark and God said, let there be light, right? But now I have a bone of contention with the statement, let there be. In my opinion, and I might be wrong, in my opinion, when you say, let me go, you are asking for permission and you're waiting for the other person to say, yes, you can go. Let me eat, you're asking for permission. But if you are saying, I am going, you are not asking for permission. You are declaring what you are actually uh, in the process of doing. So in the beginning, I am thinking, and, and I might be wrong. In the beginning, I think God didn't say, let there be light. I think God said, light be, because if he says, let there be, B. He's actually asking for permission from darkness to allow a darkness. Can you please allow this light to be? But if, if he says light be and light became, light became as a response of what God is saying, not because darkness permitted it to exist, right? Um, Lazarus come forth. You know, that's a declaration. He's not asking permission from the realm of death to say, please, can you let Lazarus come forth? No, Lazarus come forth. Um, the man who is blind, Jesus says, open your eyes. Your faith has healed you. That's a declaration. He's, he's not saying uh, blindness, let these eyes be opened. No, he declares, light be, open your eyes. Arise and shine. You know, um, that's the God I'm serving. So in the situation you are walking in, we are not asking for any permission from the opposing forces. 
or the monitoring spirits or the spirits of delays and setbacks. No, we delay speedy answers, rapid move, speedy employment, you know, speedy debt cancellation be in the name of Jesus. Lazarus, come forth. All the dead dreams come forth into life now in the mighty name of Jesus. Because when the Bible speaks of faith, when it defines faith uh, in Hebrews 11, it, it uses the word now before it talks about faith. So the timing of faith is very important. It's not tomorrow faith, it's not next week faith, but it's now faith. So it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Do not waver in unbelief when you are walking in faith because your faith will be tested. When Jesus said, let us walk unto the other side, remember faith comes by hearing the word of God. So he has already released the word. He said, let us go to the other side. So when they're busy sailing to the other side, because the devil has had, because the devil has a tendency of attacking you after you have heard the word. But the issue is that he's not necessarily attacking you he's attacking the word that you have heard because that word produces faith faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god so before they sail to the other side and before he said let us go to the other side where was the storm there was no storm and they could assess the atmosphere to see that okay it's so good for us to sail to the other side nothing will hinder our journey to the other side so immediately when he says let us go to the other side and they were now sailing uh the devil came and he brought the storm and but here's the thing when they were doubting saying to jesus don't you care that we perish jesus said oh you of little faith then he rebuked the storm he said peace be still and he didn't negotiate with the storm he declared call the things that are not as though they are peace be still so to your situation right now i say peace be still in every area of your life i cause every storm to cease in the name of jesus christ of nazareth and after he said peace be still there was calm and they sailed to the other side now in the beginning before the Lord spoke to Adam and Eve, before he said to them not to touch or rather not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good, uh, good or evil, uh, there was no devil um, appearing anywhere in the scene attacking them. It's only after God spoke to them and gave them the word, now we see the devil appearing and he's attacking the authenticity of what God said. He now says, did God really say, if you eat this and that will happen? So he's attacking what God has said. He's attacking the word because the word produces faith. Jesus in the New Testament is being baptized by John. And in that scene, we see um, the son, God the son being baptized, the Holy Spirit comes down in a form of a dove upon the son and the father from heaven declares this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased that is matthew chapter 3. matthew chapter 4 we now see the devil subsequent to god speaking saying this is my beloved son 
this is my beloved son. Now the devil says, if you are the son of God, you can command the stones to become bread. Now the devil is attacking what God has just said. So that's why it is important after receiving the word or after declaring the word, you must seal it with the blood of the lamb and surround it with the fire of the Holy Spirit so that the enemy will not come and steal that weight. Because if the word is stolen, you don't have the basis for your faith to stand because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So make sure you preserve the word with everything that you have. In Jesus' mighty name, receive the word with all meekness and be blessed in your going in and be blessed in your going out. Remember, his mercies are new every morning. There are no principalities or powers that can stop or delay anything if you pray in the name of Jesus and you pray consistently without ceasing. You make a ceaseless prayer, a consistent prayer backed up with tenacity um, that prayer is able to do much. It is the same prayer that was done by the apostles when they were praying for Peter to be released from prison. They prayed without ceasing. They made a consistent prayer. They prayed in one accord until the Lord dispatched his angel and the angel went to the prison, shook the foundation of the prisons and the doors were made open and the chain, chains were loosed from their hands and he did not escape from the prison. He walked out of prison and he went to the premises where the prayers were made for him. And when he arrived there, that's the power of prayer. When he arrived in the place where they were praying, mind you, they were still praying for him. And before they said, Amen, God had already answered. So by the time they said Amen, it was when they opened their eyes, they see the answer to their prayers. That is how God can answer faster than the speed of light, right? Remember, in the beginning when God said, let there be light. Remember that light travels faster than sound. So if, if him saying, let there be light, if that is a sound, if that speech is a sound, because it is, a sound um, and he said let there be light so before he finishes pronouncing the word light light had already appeared because light is faster than sound so if you were there and you were listening to God declaring light to come into existence uh, you would have said to God why are you calling what already is why are you calling into existence what we have already seen? It's there. That's how fast light is. Faster than the speed. I mean, I mean, sound is faster than the speed of light. So when God is declaring, I mean, sound is slower than light, but light is faster than light. Yes. So when God said, let there be him pronouncing, let there be light, light would have appeared i think i have <laughs> swapped it around but here's the thing him pronouncing the existence of light would be as though it's a testimony would be as though 
you are calling into existence what has already been created. So that's how powerful God is. He can do it. That's why the Bible says before we even pray, He already knows. He already knows. He already knows. Amen. Because light is faster than sound. May the Lord richly bless you today, even as you're going to spend time, quality time with your families. And I rebuke any principality or power that is sent against you in the name of Jesus. It will not prevail. It will not prosper. No weapon formed against you and your family shall be able to prosper. As you know, weapons are formed, yes, but none of them shall prosper. That's why the only thing that killed Jesus in the midst of all the weapons, they crucified him, he did not die. Nailed him, he did not die. He was given 39 stripes, did not die. They betrayed him, did not die die they lied about him he did not die he dehydrated and dehydration could not kill him he lost blood and blood loss could not kill him because no weapon formed against him shall prosper the only thing that killed him is when he said father into your hands i commit my spirit so he was proving the fact that the power of life and death is in the tongue so you are not killed by what you are going through you are killed by what you are saying when you are going through it right so that's why god had to silence the mouth of the father of john the baptist because he was going to speak amiss he was going to speak contrary to what god told him he was going to speak against what god said in doubt right he was going to doubt so when god says that you're going to doubt the least that you can do for yourself just is to silence yourself be quiet no comment at all because if you speak you might speak out of 10 and you might speak contrary to what god is about to do and you would abort what god wanted to do for you because you are doubting learn to know when to be quiet learn to know when to silence your mouth learn to know when to not say something learn to know the power of silence learn to know and when you don't know what to do when you don't know what to say and you're gonna say something wrong keep quiet Peace be still upon you. Keep quiet. Close your mouth. You have a plan. You want to buy a car. Close your mouth. Don't talk. You are praying and you are believing God for a child. Close that mouth. Open the mouth when you speak to God about it. Trusting God for a job. Close your mouth. Sometimes... Um, you speak to wrong people who are not just people but they are monitoring spirits and they will now know what to attack and how to attack it so close your mouth pray about it don't talk about it pray about it in Jesus mighty name hallelujah may the Lord richly bless you in every area of your life and the blessings of the Lord are 
irrevocable. No one can curse what God is blessing. No one can undo what God is doing. No one can reverse what God is progressing. It's forward from here. It's progress from here. We are accelerating from, we are closer to the promised land. We are just on the edge. We can see the promised land. We can feel the atmosphere. We can smell it. Our senses are so active. We know that something is about to happen. That's why the enemy is attacking so much. But remember, don't lose faith. No weapon formed shall prosper. No weapon formed. Yes, weapons are there. We don't deny that. But something over and above that is that none of those weapons shall prosper if God is on your side. Because the suffering of the present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in Jesus' mighty name. Connect to God through the power of his word. For his word will never fail you. And my God is not a failure. He does the impossible. He's a specialist when it comes to that. He is a specialist of the impossible. He is the specialist. He specializes with impossible situation. If it looks impossible, it's not your department. Give it all to God. It's his department. Let him do what only God can do. It's impossible for you, not for him. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. He said, if I were hungry, I would not tell you. I I own a kettle on a thousand hills. So I'm here to encourage you today. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. You have suffered. But that, that suffering is not worthy to be compared to the glory that's coming. And that suffering did not kill you. Those attacks did not kill you. Here you are. Right at the end of the year, you are still standing still breathing they thought you would not make it this far but remember greater is he that is in you than the devil that is in the world it is not over with you until god says it's over who is your god whose report will you believe yeah the doctor said it but whose report will you believe it <laughs> your employer said it but whose report would you believe it the bank told you you don't qualify for that law. Whose report would you believe? Like the prophet who spoke to the servant about the rain? I'm sending you back again. Go and see. A cloud is coming because rain is on the way. Whose report would you believe? I trusted God for marriage all these years. I can't get married. No one notices me. Whose report will you believe have you read the verse that says everything is beautiful in its own season the lord makes it beautiful in, in its own season so the season had not yet come hence you do not have that which you anticipated but god is not a man that he should lie or the son of man to change his mind when he said call upon me i will answer you the fact that you do not have that answer is because god is not having a myopic vision like us he's looking at a broader picture to say if i can give it to you now like a prodigal son you'll be consumed by the blessing so i need to mature you first and when the timing is right i will release it to you 
the hidden things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed, they belong to us and our children. If it's hidden, so the Lord will hide it away for you. He is not hiding it away from you. If he is hiding it away from you, it means it's not yours. But if he is hiding it away for you, it means it is yours, but not now. So the hidden things, they belong to God. Yes, they are yours, but because he has hidden it, it still belongs to God. It is on God's care. He's keeping it safe. But the time is coming where he will reveal that which the eye has not seen, nor ear heard. And then it will be, belong to you. But it's still yours even now. It's just that you have not positioned yourself accordingly. It is only when Abraham separated from Lot that the Lord started to declare other things. So position yourself. There are people you need to separate from because their presence are delaying and aborting that which God has planned for you. So God knows if you can release them now, if you can release that car now, it is the end of you. You would backslide because you will think you have made it in life. So God is still dealing with your character. As a matter of fact, when you pray and say, Amen, answers are sent immediately, faster than the speed of light faster than the speed of light but what holds it back is your maturity the lack thereof and the potential of what those things can do to you if you are not at the right place at the right time maturity in god so if you can be given manna or rather if you can given the promised land now walking in the ankle deep dimension of the waters you won't make it the waters must be beyond your knees beyond your waist must cover you so that where he leads you follow so that you know that i'm a son i'm led by the spirit that which he says do i do i don't ask questions so yeah the lord will do it for you in fact the lord has done it if I were you, I would open my eyes and see what the Lord has done. We walk by faith and not by sight. Open your eyes in the spirit and see what the Lord has done. When you're dealing with the enemy, the devil, you deal with him from Calvary's point of view. You look down on him because you are in victory. You are not praying for victory. You are praying from victory from that standpoint from that point of view you are not praying for a job you are praying from a job you are not praying for marriage you are praying from marriage you are not praying for a miracle you are praying from that dimension of miracles so you are declaring it into existence and you are not just asking but you are declaring and it's gonna be may the lord richly bless you in every area of your lives in jesus name merry christmas and enjoy because unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given his name is jesus wonderful counselor prince of peace everlasting father the rock of our salvation the great i am jehovah he's god and he's your father too when you pray say my father 
our father because he is our father pray knowing that you are speaking to god who is ready to answer now in jesus name shalom <laughs>